PWO, 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 PWO. I have one woman on my list. PWO, PWO, PWO. I'm gonna include some. Hey guys, what? I think we're live right now. Welcome to PWO. As always, I'm your host, Matt. <laughs> Down there with the hand gestures is the Codfather, Cod Sinclair. Hello, hello. Dina Old School right next to me. Well, I guess above me, that way. Or that That's way. right, you remember that too. And uh, uh, next to me, back by popular demand, we have Pat. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Booker, he's the Booker man. Hey. And uh, we, we don't have Jeff Hall yet. We are currently awaiting his uh, arrival. Um, so do we want to talk about SmackDown before he gets here then? No, oh, wait. God. No, wait until he gets here. Because that <laughs> atrocious bar fight is something he needs to be a part of. All right. Well, I could probably tell you exactly what he's going to say. but <laughs> He's going to say, I didn't watch it. And this is... yeah. And well, this the, is stupid, yeah. I just want to see his reaction, I think. Were they remodeling the bar at the Orlando uh, Magic's uh, stadium anyway? Because that oh. apparently was where that was happening. COVID. No, okay. That's why it was empty. I thought that we were going to get a Tim White cameo. Well, it, it was trashed either way. Tim White would have been a good cameo. Why, why did the ref try to fight Hardy? Or no, that yeah. the ref, the bartender. So I think it was the same bartender that Seamus hired to do a toast with Jeff Hardy, right. and Jeff Hardy dropped him. Yeah, I um, thought the I thought I the best part when he tried to he, when he tried to sling the bar towel over his shoulder and he failed at it. I was like, really? He couldn't even get that. Right. It was rough. It was rough. But we're gonna wait for Jeff if if he's here. If he's not here by the end of news, then it's over. All right. Okay. Deal. Uh, so first up. Major League Wrestling have announced that they have a, a new streaming distribution agreement with Digital Original Entertainment. Uh, so uh, all internet-connected TV platforms, Android, Apple, Android TV, Apple TV, Android Fire, Roku, PlayStation, Xbox One, uh, Chromecast, and Virgin Media all will soon be able to be streaming uh, Major League Wrestling. That's a good show. Yeah, we, I, got, I, got, I got BN... Um, BN, which is where they were, you know, um, I got it yeah. randomly on the package on Dish, so I've been able to watch it a lot more. But um, that's uh, that's good news for them, so because they're putting out a good product, and it's great to have more people see it for sure. Definitely, as we all yeah, to- yeah, and they have a lot of talent that I think that um, isn't being looked at as as well because they're not in the forefront of you know the mainstream that is professional wrestling. So I think that this is a really good um, next step for them, especially if you've never seen Alexander Hammertone. So yeah, yeah, or the especially the Von Erics because the Von, Von Erics are great. Filthy, filthy Tom. Yeah, Filthy Tom. I love them, Filthy Tom. Old, but he's filthy. Mm, yep, for uh, sure. So Lima next. De La Renta is a she's a star. Waiting to happen too. Go ahead. I'm in love. I'm still in love with her. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. <laughs> uh, Rhodes Wrestling Academy expected to open next January in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So looks like it's premier uh, major league uh, going to work with uh, fresh talent who are just getting into the business. I'm not sure if it's going to be somewhere where like we're going to go to OVW and then we're going to go here to learn, you know? 
Um, you think that's so going to be the end of Dustin on the road full time? Oh um, yeah, this seems like a natural transition. No pun intended. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a good point. Own that pun. That's a good pun. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. I almost wonder if he's going to go to more of a producer role once his in-ring career is kind of winding down. Yeah. That yeah, seems, it, seems like a good place to stash guys like him and Cutler. QT. And, and yeah, QT. Yeah. Is that the name they're sticking with? Or is that just what they're calling it for now, kind of like Washington football team? That's what they're calling it right now, and at least that's what their Twitter handle is. I think it's probably as official as it's going to get. So is that replacing the Nightmare Factory? No. Completely different. Wow. Nice. So nice. maybe two potential things to supplement into AEW. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting. I don't know if there's been any talk of it um, primarily being connected with AEW, but I would, I would imagine the name Rhodes on it has to. Right. You have to think they'll use at least one of those as kind of a filtering system, if not the other one, just as a mainstream aggressing school. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of people, a lot of the guys who are seeing jobbing currently on AEW, um, uh, in AEW Dark, are through the Nightmare Factory. Or Nightmare. Right. Yeah. Um, so, interesting little bit of news there. We'll see where that kind of goes. Uh, kind of keeping with something AEW related, Matt Hardy really uh, has come out saying he's going to end all of his gimmicks and he's just kind of going to be Matt Hardy now. Yeah, that's um, really awesome. Stupid, I guess. I mean, you know I what? The stick, the stick's been kind of funny where he's like changes like every time he goes through the door. Um, I can see that getting old kind of quickly, mm-hmm. but like no gimmick is dumb too. Yeah, we'll see. How, let's wait to see what that looks like. Who knows? Yeah, I, I kind think, of want it's end of broken. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I think his. I think that he should go um, to role of producer. Just get off TV. Um, can he still go? Yes. Should he still go? Um, that's another story. Depending on whether you're trying to push younger talent or what the story's calling for. Um, well, that's been the I don't think, yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think that he should be going over, you know, like Pride and Powerful, um, anybody in the inner circle, um, just to name a couple. But, right. you know, if I don't want them to keep booking him with no gimmick over younger talent that should be getting pushed. Sure. Right. From my understanding, um, and I think it was a part of a statement in that his role now is prepping and, and training the younger talent. He's, he's actually doing that with private party, not just on screen, but also behind the stage. Um, and he was really apparently super excited for the, uh, for the feud with Sammy Guevara until Sammy was suspended um, and did openly talk about his frustration with that. So I thought that was interesting. Thanks. All right. Next up here, uh, Adam Cole has issued an apology uh, for his behavior on the podcast. Okay. Hate it. I, I hope. Yeah, but I hope it's like I, I liked it because I was hoping it was re- like a kayfabe thing, and mm-hmm. maybe that's I don't know. It was good. 
Um, it leads me to believe that maybe it was kayfabe, and mm-hmm. WWE was mad at him for all the expletives, so he had to apologize. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it wasn't this. It wasn't necessarily like a WWE work, even though mm-hmm. it might have been like a work with him and McAfee. Mm-hmm. That's a valid point, um, and that is like apparently on par. I mean, they they have a thing with all of the watch alongs that they've done for pay per views. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee have gotten at each other. I love yeah, stuff there's, like that. Yeah, there's like a two or three minute clip going around on Twitter and YouTube where it's just like, "Shut up, Pat!" and "Oh, you're the worst!" Like you know, just you know, like subtle jabs. So. Um, Interested to see what this leads to. Obviously, it's a work for those who don't think that it is. Um, it's definitely a work. And as long as it doesn't go, well, as long as it doesn't end with Cole on his back, uh, it, we're good. It might, though. Yeah. McAfee might, McAfee might beat him at uh, the next takeover on oh. Cole's way out. Take it over Triple X? Gosh. Uh, I guess. Yeah, sort of like. Um, and then. Ready? I will have um, Paul Mojo Raleigh. I'll have you know like PTSD Trump flashbacks from him almost having something happening at WrestleMania, and then oh yeah, his <laughs> best friend takes the twenty four seven title and then bails on him and leaves them. That's great. Well, maybe we'll we'll football players put hey, hey Gronk put a tag team of Pat McAfee and and Mojo Raleigh, and they'll be the footballers. Mm-hmm. And their whole they might as well be the London Silly Nannies. Yeah, London Silly Nannies. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I see I see in Mojo Rawley's future once again him succumbing to the most devastating finishing maneuver in all of wrestling: the surprise roll up. Mm-hmm. No one can beat it, man. No one. Uh, yes, <laughs> you got so, some more news there, Matt? Oh, I I have about three more things. So GCW Homecoming, uh, I believe, which is Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, run, I believe, by Joe Janela. Mm-hmm. Pretty certain. Um, had a had Leo Rush's final match right uh, yesterday. Um, has been billed. Leo Rush has been saying it's his final match on Twitter. He's been doing that for a while. I believe Janela went over here um, and was saying, "I'm not letting you retire," and that's kind of where they ended the segment. Um, but you got your typical Janela Leo Rush hardcore match spots. You had a uh, Leo uh, Joey Janela jumping off a chimney to deliver an elbow through a door to Leo Rush. Um, typical <sighs> crazy things. Death taxes and Janela over Rush. Yeah, I don't know. Well, There's a whole series on Rush beating him a bunch too, though. <laughs> right, they, those guys have, have wrestled a hundred times, you know. So, yeah, I thought Janela typically had gotten the better of them, the better of him. More, they they went back and forth a bunch. Yeah, Um, I, I'm very fifty fifty on Leo Rush. Um, after he was like, I'm not gonna wrestle anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna do music, and then now turn around and hey, I'm gonna have a retirement match. You know, I I, it's it's what do you want to do, dude? All right, do you want to do you want people to pay you two hundred dollars to come on a podcast or 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 do you want to wrestle? Like you sound, it sounds I mean, personal. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He can he can take his two hundred dollars and shove it. Right. Well, and Brandon Bridges here on PWO. <laughs> Good. Right. 
we don't we don't want him on it anyway. It's and, well, if you, if, certainly not to talk about his album. Exactly. Yeah. If you so, if you're gonna come on here and talk about music on a wrestling podcast and it doesn't have to do with one of our uh, Monday top ten shows, then you can kick rocks. Right. So, next in the news, I would say, hey, <laughs> moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I think Ryan may have had a little extra salt with his fries tonight. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, here is, I think, maybe the most interesting bit of news coming out that really kind of went under the radar for me. Um, and I didn't even see this till today. Uh, anyone hear about this super merger that's happening in Japan? I did not, so tell us all about it. So the president of DDT and Pro Wrestling Noah, Sanjiro Takagi, took to social media and tweeted out the announcement that Noah, DDT, Tokyo Women's, and Gun Pro Wrestling will be merging into a singular brand called Cyberfight. All right. I like, I mean. Group remains the same. Don't worry. He also made it clear that the new company's intention is one thing and one thing only. It is to surpass New Japan in popularity and become the number one in the industry. All right. That's a good luck. Come out there. Yeah, you, good you, luck. Well, you think about it, though, you have uh, essentially DDT and the comedy wrestling and their hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah has, even when there hasn't been merely a superstar, they've always had good matches. Oh, yeah. Um, Tokyo's women's has always been pretty solid. It's no stardom, but once again, it's been good. And personally, I don't know enough about Gun Pro Wrestling to give you any kind of. Uh, word on that but combining all those into one super group in the hopes i mean you can get good stories great matches um i think the most interesting out of this though is i wonder if uh all japan was contacted hmm yeah who knows i know that we might that i mean that's that's as opposed to going bankrupt which is and getting bought out which we're starting to see here in the united states so um i'd much rather see people pool their resources and try to move forward than to uh just than to just close up shop because that's happening you know we're starting to see that with some indie some indie uh promotions around here definitely i i just i'm very curious to see especially if we get any kind of major like promotional uh event out of it or if we Mm. get something big we'll see We'll see. Well, and here is the last question I have, or the last thing in news before we go to talk SmackDown. Okay. Here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about SummerSlam being on a boat? So, I'm going to kick this off. Um, if the theme song isn't, isn't the one Lonely Island song, um, then I'm not interested at all. Um, then, then again, it's WWE, so I'm at best mild, mildly interested. Um, I think it's a good um, venue change. Um, all of their sets are exactly the same. They have been for a long time, where there's no unique pay-per-view setup. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing that differentiated from an average episode of Raw to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty excited about it, but not excited about the show itself. Side note on the change of venue, 
People are trying to blame uh, that on their low ratings. How ridiculous mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Um, I, for one, uh, cannot wait for the cinematic match on the boat where the loser is eaten by Jaws to end the match. That, mm. will, be, that will be super <laughs> exciting. Um, you know, and of course, like, uh, that shark will have made a comeback after having already had a finishing move done on it by one of the wrestlers. Oh, or it gets we uh, have uh, we have Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio thrown overboard, but then they mm. inexplicably show back up on Raw. On well, yeah. Rey Mysterio's son is making an appearance tonight on Raw, so I guess we'll learn more about his status for SummerSlam tonight. Still, yeah. like, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert, Pat: the shark is is actually Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> so, actually, well, I he, guess, he, uh, he are you saying he's an anamorph? Uh, he might as well be because he's not oh, really man. anything right now, anyway. No, Roman. See, so what's going to happen is Seth Rollins is going to be the shark, and Roman Reigns <laughs> is going to fly in like an eagle, like Maui. No, and what? then they'll have this Moana esque moment, and Roman Reigns will win the world title. And we'll all I can, die a little on the we, inside. We, we we can we can segue this to our top ten because. I would say no. It's obviously that it's going to be Shark Boy for his first ever WWE <gasps> appearance. Okay. That would actually be uh, something guys, that would make me happy. Guys, <laughs> pure, we're not doing our history. For, for the pure days. comedy of it. Uh-huh. Uh, let's not forget that previously in a SummerSlam commercial, Brock Lesnar has F5'd a shark. So clearly it be Brock uh, So Brock is the one that's going to get eaten by the shark. Or he's he's also F5 to game. Roman Reigns, so. Except oh, this man. time, it's going to be a Megalodon. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Big Big Swole says she can whip his ass, so. <laughs> That's hilarious. Apparently, she really cracked It's great. Uh, Brock Lesnar? Uh, yeah. Roman Reigns. Brock. See, Brock see, backstage. Hear me out on this. I think she could. Okay. Here's why. Despite what people think about Brock Lesnar, I don't think you'd hit a woman. Just, oh, put it out. Just put it out okay. there. Brock is actually one of the most highly respected guys in the business. Okay. He understands, I mean, how, to play, he understands how to play a character. I mean, like, go back to his UFC wins where he's talking about Plow and Sable after winning the, the UFC <laughs> title. I'm going to go home, drink some, drink some bush, and plow my wife. <laughs> I'm not drinking this Bud Light. That was the best uh, post-fight interview ever. Yeah, ever. I think that was 100 when he beat Couture. Mm-hmm. Oh, here with a really great point. WWE is going to claim to be the first promotion to have an event on a boat. <laughs> yeah, oh. I bet they will. I bet they Jared will. Jared is going to be like, ah, ah, ah. Ever. Ever. Oh, God disagrees. <laughs> he didn't say the magic words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, oh, well, hopefully it'll end like the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> or... Or as we like to call it, WrestleMania. But um, um oh, Otis is gonna hold Mania at the front of the boat. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Look, and we've then, already booked this damn thing for her. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's already it's already done. And then she takes the briefcase. She takes the briefcase from him and drops it in the, in the water. <laughs> <laughs> into the shark's mouth. Into the shark's mouth. And that's it. 
Game over, Josh man. is going to cash in on Drew McIntyre. <laughs> this is, she's going to be like, this is a briefcase I haven't seen in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Sorry. now that we've booked SummerSlam for them. That's right. Save them a lot of time. You guys, too. Well, well, also, you know, I can't, I can't believe Rey Mysterio's son is actually getting TV time. Like, there are so many good wrestlers, even oh, yeah. after all those cuts they made that are just not even on TV. And right. we have Eddie Guerrero's bastard on TV. His mom doesn't even work for them anymore. <laughs> well, Jesus. hey, and, and, and Matt, uh, you, made, me. You, you made a mistake. Uh, you said uh, Drew McIntyre, yeah, was going to lose the belt or whatever. Um, Drew McIntyre is going to lose the belt way before that because we're going to get uh, weird way to Ed, say we're going to get we're going to get Randy Orton against Edge. That's where we're working towards. But SummerSlam is the next pay per view. Yeah, Randall uh, Keith. We Randall, got to, Randall Keith. Yeah, you got to remember. Now that's going to be that's Mania thirty seven. Yep. Uh, Rand, Randy's going to uh, win the belt from. Can an I quit? Man. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just know how this goes. Torn, I mean, how, torn rotators, nine months, man. Oh, that, no, um, he had a torn bicep. Torn bicep. So, but still. Oh, I thought it was rotator cuff. Nah. Nope. Oh. No, nah, but it's at uh, least, by, they said four months. Okay, yeah. okay. so it might be Survivor Series. Um, well, we also, we brought up the uh, lower TV ratings, and uh, at oh, the annual shareholders meeting on July mm-hmm. 16th, an investor actually asked about the uh, continued um, t- downward trajectory the ratings are going, um, and and Vince McMahon's reaction was, uh, "What ratings? Uh, all trends <laughs> have been negatively impacted by the COVID, obviously, and note the lack of a live audience." He said, "We're still, nonetheless, the number one TV show on USA Network." Uh, and constantly the number one broadcast show on Fridays among key demos. Uh, we expect five a, and up. We expect a combination of valuable promotional inventory from our TV partners with a return of sports event programming and a deep roster of charismatic talent will have a positive impact on viewership over the long term. Yeah, the and NBA, yet you still have Roman the NBA, NBA playoffs are really going to help Raw and SmackDown's uh, freaking ratings. And let's not talk about that. Football potentially returning, baseball well, yeah. right now and, as well. And if, and if we looked at the numbers this week, um, you know, it is not out of the realm of possibility that AEW Dynamite catches Raw. I mean, it's um, it's not it's I mean it's 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 a million, but still, it's not un- inconceivable for that to happen. And I think that's nothing, but that's really a disaster. And I, I read another article this week that. That after that uh, that that meeting or that call, call a lot of the um, people had expressed some frustration with you know anonymously that everyone knows that Vince is a problem and no one can do anything about it. Oh, go back to the pipe bomb. Yeah, surrounded well, by yes men. Yep, exactly. All right, we have uh, we've stalled out here for as long as we can for Jeff. All right. There's only two Smack things down. I want to talk about about SmackDown. There are two things, and we're leaving at the two things. Well, I'll throw another uh, rumor out there too. I heard that one of the things after that too was that pretty much Vince has has decided that uh, it's over for Aleister Black for one of the and of course look, it is. Look for him to get buried and gone. Didn't they just break shortly. his arm last Monday? 
Right. So that pretty much yeah, Black is done. Well, is... that's fantastic because he'll be a great addition to AEW's roster. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's another rumor flying around. Yeah. I, hope, I hope I hope so because get him off the get him off WWE. No, because how long is this? Because I don't think they'd straight up release him. You would have to look at how how long he's still signed signed mm-hmm. on for. Give me two seconds. I might be able to tell you. Because well, let's talk about SmackDown. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get it. Let's, get it let's, with. let's let's talk about poop down. Well, well can, I'm gonna, about the one good thing. That oh, okay. kind of came out. You're really right. stretching it. I was going to say, what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. You guys are not. I'm trying to remember. It is that, that Big E is getting a singles push. Yeah, it's because Big E uh, is getting a singles push. That okay. was already taken by Kofi Kingston a year ago. So Yeah, it, sh- it always should have been Big E. Yeah. Um, and, and I, look, I hope that they do this because. I mean, it's like it's, we've all said it's been a no-brainer. He's the world title guy out of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing WWE, um, like this is how they end New Day. Right. It's his singles push rather than like Kofi or Xavier will will be jealous. They even made it a point to talk about how Big E could have been jealous and he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he was. it was all – like love, and I think that they're gonna just do what they do and and their good things because we're not allowed to have good things with the WWE. Or this, or they'll just put him in a tag team with Titus O'Neil or something like that. You know, it's got to be another black guy on this roster for tag with. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's not on Raw, so he can't join MVP's group. So I don't know. Uh, it's I, I think I think it's a, it's deserved and I hope he does well with it. It's unfortunate that it takes the fact that the you know injuries to the other two are the really the yeah. reason that that's happening, and and that that it's it's coming out of of necessity rather than them just knowing it's a good idea. So anyway, hope it works out. Yeah. Oh, Can we also who's the world who's, champion on SmackDown? It's Braun Strowman. It's Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, even yeah. though he got, he even though he's dead, drowned, even though he's dead hey, in the swamp somewhere, even though yeah. he got drowned in the Wyatt Swamp, he yeah, wasn't even on SmackDown. Yeah, because he's drowned. He got, he, yeah, of course. Gosh, he's still in the swamp. So, what is like, dead may never die. Drowned. Are we gonna vacate this title? Or are we just gonna? No, he's back. It's gonna be he's... a tor- It's gonna be a tournament. It's you know. Tournament. You know. The worst thing is like. I'm not, I can't even get excited about Big E because I was excited about Braun Strowman at one time being a world champ, and right. here we are with him carrying the belt, and I don't give a crap about that. I know. Thank because you, Because it should have been done like two years ago, and then when they did it, it was because he replaced the guy that, that was going to win, and now it was Roman Reigns. If yeah. Roman Reigns was still around, Braun wouldn't be the universal champion right now. Agreed. Surely. He never really got the belt. Never. Fine, I appreciate you. Yeah. Also, uh, as I said weeks ago, hey, is the other um, is the other thing you were going to talk about how inexplicably Lacey Evans is now back to being a heel um, after being Super Mom uh, Marine? She's female Big Show. They're never going to do anything well with her. So yeah, oh. she's a, she's another one that needs to be able to go somewhere else. Hopefully, 
I watched it and I was like, we're going to pretend none of that babyface stuff ever happened. And we're right back to being the... Uh, Her kid can't be at the show, so... Yeah. She, That's exactly she, why. She she never should have been a face. She's a much better heel. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, mean, let's go ahead and put up with, you know, Naomi, who just sucks the life oh, out of God. anything she's in. And let's go on that. Twitter fans are going to come after us. Also, Do not also, care. She is she is worthless. Okay, I hope you're, I hope you're ready for the glow up. Yeah. Dude, this is this is this is this is Vince's uh, response to Black Lives Matter. Is Naomi and Big E will be the world champions on that show by the end of the year? And you know, anytime that you know he supports Trump in the coming election, he's going to point to Big E and Naomi as champions <laughs> and be like, "What are you talking about?" Yep. I just want to point out how how dumb Naomi looks. Oh, I don't I don't get the opportunities everybody else is getting. Okay, you've won three matches this year, and you just lost last last week. Like, tell me where you've earned it. Okay, and don't lose title match earlier this year. Yeah, I believe so. Take me two seconds to look. If not, right at the end of last year. Yeah, well, she's well, never like she's never far from. The women's title picture when for whatever show she's on, she's one of their top women, even though she's awful. Right. So I, I guess it's either her or Lana. It's it's because she's married to an Uso. Um, it was at Super Showdown when she lost to Bailey. Yeah, That's and funny. then it was at um, and it was at the second day of WrestleMania when it was the five way women's match, mm. and again she lost to Bailey. Right. So I guess we haven't really even talked about this on the show at all. Um, following the, uh, the the match where Lacey Evans beat Naomi uh, the week after that horrible karaoke segment, mm-hmm. um, Twitter kind of went off saying Naomi deserves better. That was the trend. That was the hashtag. These are the same fans that were wanted the uh... – Freaking Bellas to get a chance, though I'm sure. Right, like so you it, were, it, that was stupid too. It sounds you can up. look, but you can't touch the title. Well, well it's like it's like astroturf, and I mean, I, that that sounded as fake as anything as I've ever seen because they were putting it over on the show. Oh, all of Naomi's fans. I was like, look, I'm on the internet wrestling community a lot, and I know no Naomi has her fans inexplicably. But there's that was not tr- ever trending, okay? It's it's that, the fa- the fans who watch Total Divas that right. are are faux WWE fans because I'm they're just saying, don't call them fans, right? Yeah, they're, they're they're, fa- that's why I said they're faux yeah. fans. Like, they're, they are the because they're scumbags. And by they watch the actual crazies that Eminem talked about in that song. Yeah, yeah they, they're they're the people. How, Sasha Banks fans think that she's better than The Undertaker. And by no means, you all have been on this show long enough with me to know my opinions of The Undertaker. And yeah, he's turned my mind around. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I don't I know. do drugs, so I'm going to need someone to tell me how that works out. But <laughs> Hey, how about we get to this top ten? Because I that's, don't want to waste that, any more time yeah, on that's not talking Naomi about that. is dumb. SmackDown is dumb. Oh, WWE so, is just pointless. I, look, I will I, I will say, you know, while we're burying a lot of the women, uh, it's unfortunate that Nikki and Alexa um, are killing each other to try and get over. 
because they put on a great match, and they're probably the best two women on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then you have this Naomi glow-up crap going, and and uh, soccer mom and her best friend, <laughs> uh, which apparently is the best storyline in WWE, according to their fans. So, you know, they're idiots. Mm. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I have such a hard time. And I will say this, too. It seems like it started with the Sasha fans the second that her match with Io Shirai did better than a Jericho segment on AEW. Those fans lost their minds. Who cares? Yeah, list, list time. List, list time. time. All right. It's Monday. It's list time. It's our PWO Top 10. Sorry, Sean Spears for gimmick infringement. Uh, so the list this time around, you heard what I said. Sean Spears. Ty uh, Dillinger? The no. fourth horseman. I thought, you were talking about, I thought you were talking about the guy 10 from the Dark Order. Also, oh. well, <laughs> Dark Order never been WWE except for Brody Lee. Let's right. talk about guys who have never wrestled in WWE, and by that I mean signed a significant deal. No, no, I, I'm, I was as a, I got to represent Jeff as a wrestling purist, and I made my list of people who have never wrestled in WWE. So some of these people that did one match here or were at the May Young Classic, I had to leave them off, even though it was only once. Well, I left off any tournaments, but I, I can't knock somebody for getting a tryout match or a dark segment. If the, tryout, if the tryout match was televised, I left them off the list. Okay, so like, here's a good. good how about Sabu? What would Sabu be? Uh, what oh, he, Sabu's he, not WWE CW was a brand. Yeah, 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 it was for sure. CW when WWE owned it, making it a WWE okay. product. Yeah, and he also had a match with John Cena on Raw. Okay. Yeah, so he, he's not on my list anyway. So before we get started, uh, just uh, this doing this list was a really, really stark reminder that WWE can be given world class talent and be so bad that you for like you forget that they were even a part of this list because right. like immediately someone in my top three when we thought this up last week was Ultimo Dragon. And I, to- I totally forgot about the six to eight months in 2003, yeah. 2004, that he was mm-hmm. actually in WWE. He wasn't even um, a Cruiserweight champion. Because it was right. so bad. Because um, right. he was on Spike Dudley. Huh? Yep. So I definitely like had to go check every person on my list. To make mm-hmm. sure, like, man, maybe I just blocked that horrible time in wrestling out of my head. Mm-hmm. Well. So, I figure we might as well go ahead and hit our honorable mentions now. Pat, you want to yeah. start off? Yeah, uh, my honorable mentions. Young Bucks, Ray Phoenix, Jay Lethal, Dalton Castle, your world champion, Matt Taven, and Dragon Kid. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to follow up on Pat because I have a bunch of similar honorable mentions. Uh, Matt Taven, Dalton Castle, Young Bucks. Uh, I also have Marty Skrull, Nigel McGuinness, Minoru Suzuki, Naito, 
Kento Kobashi only because I feel like the end of his career there, the last 13 years, great matches, but nowhere near, I think, on the level. Um, Mm -hmm. And a name I don't think many people actually know, Kento Miyahara in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Hearts. Or as as I like to call him, the every bit stolen from Okada guy. Okay. <laughs> he looks like if you put Tanahashi and Okada into the same person. He looks he the looks best of like, the best. He, he his nickname should be the coin maker cuz that's what he is. It's like the low rent version. Okay. Well, he is just so good in ring, honestly. This is purely look and entrance. He even has like coin sounds in the background of his song. <laughs> mhm. All right, Dwight, give me your honorable mentions here. All right, well, in mine, I was, I was very strict, and I really, really didn't want to go through and just include the entire New Japan roster of much better wrestlers or whatever. But so I, 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 wanted, I really wanted it to be guys who had, who had legit careers who, who maybe deserved the shot but didn't get it or didn't want it or whatever. So I, I left off some of the, some of the more contemporary guys. Um, but I did include some ones like Amazing Red, uh, Homicide, um, oh. as in, in, in where was my other one? Oh, and the Sinister Minister Jim Mitchell, as well as somebody who had decent careers but never never were there in the uh, in WWE. Now, when I, what, what I can will say is in my when I do my picks, I'm going to uh, I could make an entire list of women because there's so many good women who never make it to WWE because WWE's women's roster is only recently worth watching. So, but women's wrestling has been going on for a while. So I'm going to throw in a few of those just at random when you're not expecting them. So love it. Just, I love just, it. War- just warning you. All right, Ryan, give me your honor. All right. Um, I went and put New Jack on my list only because could you imagine New Jack cutting a promo WWE and just f this f that and I'm gonna staple gun this mf'er's head and I I just I I just would love to see it. Um, I also have Willie Mack on my list. Um, Moose. These are all just big sweaty guys that Vince would love. Um, Jeff uh, Jeff Cobb. Um, the Young Bucks. And then rounding it out, uh, Miss Kelly Klein. Okay. The gatekeeper. Uh, yeah, she, she may be on her way. Who knows? Hopefully. Well, we'll see. We'll see where she goes. Hopefully somewhere where she's going to get the attention and the push that she deserves as well. Mm-hmm. And some health insurance. A-E-Dub. A-E-Dub. So, number 10. Ryan, can you give me your number 10? Yeah. Um. You, uh, some of you had it in your honorable mention, but my number 10 is Dalton Castle. Um, he just, he just has it that you can't teach a lot of charisma stuff. And I know that, you know, he's, I mean, he's kind of in that middle age bracket, um, of being around, but, but he just has, he, he has the in-ring work to back up his, his whole character and his whole persona. Real quick Mm -hmm. before, before we move on. Does anyone have Dalton Castle higher? Ryan, can you hit us with the boys? The boys! <laughs> shout out! Shout out to a friend of the show, Bobby Cruz. Um, not a friend of D White. 
No, <laughs> not my friend. Uh, What's the deal with me? <laughs> you might give me that number 10. All right. Well, I, I, uh, see, I've tried to stay away from contemporary guys that I think may eventually end up in WWE. So most of mine is going to be their whole career. So, um, Tanahashi was the first one that I wanted to put here. I took it away and I put Scott Norton on there. So Scott Norton had a very, very long and successful career in Japan, was in WCW. But once, uh, once WCW was bought, he just went to Japan full time. And so uh, Scott Norton is my number 10. Flash, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let me get a number 10 from you, Pat. So it's funny that you said that, Dwight, because number 10 for me is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not a big Ace fan. Go Ace. <laughs> uh, but I definitely acknowledge uh, his career and his achievements and uh, that he's one of, the, one of the greatest of all time in New Japan. Um, so like, he, I just felt like he had to be on the list, so he got the 10 slot. Not my favorite, but respect the career. All right, and my number 10, and I think this might get a lot of uh, realies. Uh, I have AR Fox at number 10. Um, also, Dwight, you're muted, so I can't hear what you said there. Uh, but. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hey, Although- AR Fox, I think, is a dude who should have should be on any of the main shows that we have right now. Um, at 32, he's put on some insane matches. and He's trained some really great wrestlers. I was going to say, yeah, he's trained some folks that are, are on, on the television we see on Wednesday, Monday, um, and Friday. I am really hoping um, that he answers a Cody, Cody Open Challenge. And y'all will see me lose my mind. We'll be here for like 20 minutes, and Pat or, or oh Ryan will be pushing me off air. So Yeah, probably. It'll be me. Um, yeah, AR Fox is an absolute dude. All right. uh, uh, Dwight, give me that number nine. Number nine is, uh, and of course, me being the dean of old school, you know, I had to put on the king of old school, and that would be Steve Carino. Um, I was a huge Steve Carino fan in the dying days of ECW. Uh, of course, he's now a WWE employee. Um, but great years. Russell. Yep. Great years in Ring of Honor, um, all over. But yeah, so number nine for me is Steve Carino. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Pat, number nine. Number nine for me is Nigel McGuinness. Mm. Um, really good unfortunately his career ended uh earlier than it probably should have but uh he was one of those guys that it didn't matter what uh promotion he was in he was he was capable of being a star um and i definitely think he's the type of guy that would have flourished in wwe had he ended up there well he's, he's flourishing now but i would say uh, that um when i thought of nigel mcginnis I th- didn't they catch the, his hepatitis on the physical for him to sign with WWE? I believe that is mm. correct. Yeah, so I thought, um, okay, maybe he's technically signed with. I don't know. So I, I mean, but, yeah. see, my thing was never uh, were they televised? Do they wrestle yeah. a televised match? That was my. But that's a good call. Nigel deserved it for sure. Um, oh yeah, 
I wanted him and D'Angelo De Niro to win that Impact World title so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I loved the Pope. Okay, yeah. loved the Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, give me your number nine. Um, number nine. First off, my list has no current New Japan Pro Wrestling exclusive talent. Um, I definitely did my best um, to keep it to keep the variety high. Um, my number nine um, is going to be um, Masato Tanaka. Um, mm. He he was uh, one night stand 2005 against Mike Awesome, 06 against Balls Mahoney, but those are one offs. Um, he was never on ECW TV, thank God. Um, he was always a dude. Um, uh, ECW Heat Wave 98, Referee's um, Destruction coming out tomorrow night. Um, but um, he faced Mike Mike Awesome on that show, and that match alone was what made me put him in the top ten because that dude, you could throw a chair directly at his head, won't even budge. And Mm-mm. the fact that he looks the same in 1998 as he does in 2006 is absolutely astonishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he took, in that, in that match, a one-night stand, I think he said 11 unprotected chair shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy, and um, I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves. Um, at my number nine, I had Homicide. Yeah, yeah. I figured his his tenure in Ring of Honor and TNA as part of LAX. Um, I just I can't imagine really getting into all of the other brands of wrestling without. That him there. I mean, his action was good. His entering was fun. Um, yeah. Always really entertaining. For sure. Uh, all right, Patty, give me your number eight. So number eight for me is Pentagon Jr. Uh, love Pentagon. Love what he's doing in AEW. Um, just match the night candidate anytime he's involved. Uh, just great talent. And glad that he is, you know, where some of these guys, like you could talk about, like he deserve or, or would like to see them in WWE. This is one of those guys where, like, God, stay away from WWE. Please don't be wasted by going there ever. Um, but, yeah. House, yeah, exactly. And that's ex- exactly, Matt. Hey, but at least Graham Adelik is going to get an Air Connell title shot next week. Oh, F me. Well, it was him or Shorty G. Right. Oh my God! Who cares? That guy was an Olympian, and now he's going by Shorty G. <laughs> and he's wearing basketball shorts every week. Let me remind you guys of that. Well, and Grand Metalik was probably the top heel in Mexico at one point. So, arguably the world, honestly. Yeah, he's so. stupid good. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, give me a number eight. Um, number eight, Douglas Williams. Um, I picked up on Doug Williams when he was in TNA. It made me watch a lot of his older stuff. Um, but he's an in-ring tech uh, a technician um, that I think would thrive in in today's WWE or or even within the last five years, where you know you've had the likes of Daniel Bryan win win a couple of titles. Um, I mean, you know, you've seen you know Seth. Uh, Seth Rollins went went a couple. Um, I think that he's a very underrated Matt Matt worker. Um, so he is my number eight. 
man, I'm I'm actually kind of upset with myself because I just I swore that he was somehow involved with NXT UK. Like it was just in my head that he was there. But yeah, so no, the reason fantastic. Yeah, so the reason I asked earlier is because is because um, OVW was run by TNA for a little bit. Yep. Um, and he was there working as a trainer. Um, got in the ring a little bit. Um, but is run by TNA, so that's why he's on my list. There we go. Uh, White, give me your number eight. Well, my number eight is going to be paired with my number eight uh, female, which is cheerleader Melissa. Um, definitely should be considered. But my number eight uh, has put together quite the long, illustrious career. Um, was not only active in before 2000, but is still active today. Some people refer to him as L.A. Park, but we know him as La Parca. <laughs> the chairman of WCW. <sighs> Love it. Still, still going strong, doing the hardcore thing in MLW. So, uh, uh, with his son and and you know, just Didn't he won a world super, title there. He was a definitely a, in in MLW. Yeah, I was gonna say, did he went just recently, no, maybe no. a year or two ago, win the world title? He, he was in the world title picture for sure. And um, I'll have to check back because I don't recall. I don't think he did. Because um, it was low-key and Tom Lawler and... Mm -hmm. Screw that guy. And, yeah, but anyway. Oh, so Jacob mine, Yeah, Jason, uh, Jacob Fatu is, is your guy now. He's going to be so, uh, five years. We're gonna be, he's going to be on this he, list, I think. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, well, in, in five years, he's probably going to be spearing his, his uh, cousin, uh, Roman Reigns, and taking the belt from him. Okay. Oh, God. He'll turn... Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right, and for my number eight, um, I, I, I would probably get murdered for saying this if we had one of our previous guests on here. Uh, but it's Nick Aldis. Oh, okay. It's Nick Aldis. He is Nick, Nick Aldis. Not a popular guy right now. No, no, no. Mm. He his in ring. He's a technician. He is mm -hmm. very entertaining. Great on the mic. Um, man. Kind of like you wonder how Impact dropped the ball with him and not made him the superstar. Because they tried. They just couldn't get storyline going for him. Made him. And then they called him Magnus. And they yeah. called him Brutus Magnus. And then back to Magnus. He was the champ there a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He won it off of AJ um, when AJ was on his way out, which kind of screwed him from the, from the beginning. Um, and then he was with uh, Global Force, I believe. But just recently, well, he responded oh, to uh, Bruce Pritchard talking about how he doesn't yeah. have a hit doctor. Yep, uh, right. I was like, well, that's really unfortunate that you say all this, but here's all of these other people who say I do. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was and, and Bruce Pritchard, God bless him, but... Um, he, you know, he's just a yes man for Vince McMahon. So I, he, of course, he's not going to say anything good. He's just, he's just. Uh, that that was a really stupid thing that he said. Yeah, like mm -hmm. man. Also, Nick Aldis, his his wife works for your company, right? It on paper, he is like a perfect WWE guy. Yes. Yeah. He is. I'm sorry. Um, and I feel so. I feel sorry that I didn't include him on my list. 
all if good. Everybody's done, if everybody's done their eight, I will do my seven next. Yeah, give me your seven, Ryan. Nick Aldis. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Hey, hey yeah. Um, if, if you're not a believer, go watch his match with Cody. And then watch his two out of three falls match with Cody. Like, like even as he gets... Even yeah. Match, yeah, match with Marty. Marty was, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I will be covering the 2019 Crockett Cup here in a couple of weeks. Um, but if you don't believe that he deserves to be on this list, then go and watch those matches. Because because what he's done in the last two to three years is better than anything he did in TNA. Agreed. Right. For sure. Agreed. All right, Patty, give me your number seven. Uh, number seven, these guys fall because they're a tag team and just by nature of the list you kind of get hurt by being two people instead of one uh but it's them boys briscoes um the best tag team in the world Mm -hmm. um hopefully you know those those guys are roh guys to the core but i don't know man i would love to see them go to AEW with how deep they're Tag division are you know there's so many guys they haven't put matches on with that would be great over there. I um, mean you've mm-hmm. seen the magic they put together with the Bucks, um, Bros, and we saw but, some. Of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you know FTR, you know there's there's so many tags over there that could, could make for fun matches. Um, <laughs> so that's my sevens, Briscoes. At least uh, a one off. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. So. So, uh, number seven is uh, on my women's list is Lefisto, who didn't get her – she didn't get her chance on WWE. Great really career. Yeah, but uh, my number seven is Satoshi Kojima. Just made it under the uh, – uh, but, but I think that just being one of the best wrestlers for a, a good stretch of years um, – Yet, you know, never, never having that opportunity. I, ha- I couldn't really leave, even though I didn't really want to get into Japanese wrestlers because I could have listed 25 of them. Um, oh, yeah. But I thought, I thought he was at least one that, we sh- that I should include on there. So, Kojima. Definitely. All right. And my number seven is Amazing Red. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like without him, you know, X Division – as great, and I really think AJ and Jerry Lynn get a lot of love for it. I really think Amazing Red and his style of wrestling, which influenced so many others, that brought him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, was never going to co- be a world title guy, but and and his his cousin's in there now. That I didn't realize until today that Zelina Vega is his cousin. There, yeah. so how about that? Right. Oh, uh, he would probably be on our worst theme music though. <laughs> It was bad. Yeah, his stuff's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah not good. It's not good at all. Is that everyone seven? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pat, give me your number six. Number six is uh, Naito for me. Not much to mm. say. He's one of the best in the world. Uh, just a fantastic, fantastic wrestler. Uh, another guy whose style kind of transcends whatever company he's with. Uh, if he decided to move companies, uh, just a big fan. It'd be cool to see him. Same, same thing as the Briscoes. It would cool, be cool to see him in AEW or even WWE for, for the potential of, of some of those matchups. 
for sure. Definitely. All right, Dwight, give me your number seven or number six. Sorry, my number six. Um, my number six originally in my women's list was Allison Kay, and then I remember she was had been in the uh, May Young Classic, so I had to knock her off. But Kenta Kobashi is my number six. Um, yeah, that that's. I think that just goes with. It's really I could it's the same same words I said for Kojima. You know, just being one of the best wrestlers. Period. He he might be, in my opinion, the best. It's really hard to beat him. Yeah, for sure. So, Kenta Kobashi. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop my number six, which is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to Pat, not a big Go Ace fan myself, but I can't deny his accomplishments and really holding holding the New Japan brand over while everything was in change. Uh, Ryan, number six. Uh, I kind of cheated on this one because I wanted to put – both of these guys on my list, and I was like, oh, well, they are a tag team from time to time. Uh, at number six, the Lucha Bros, uh, Pentagon <laughs> Jr. and Phoenix. Um, no no doubt these guys are single stars. No doubt these guys combined are one of the top tag teams in the world. Um, I don't think their in-ring work will ever be questioned. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't in, in my... In in my heart of hearts, leave one off and one on. So, number six. Fantastic. Well, uh, I would go ahead and drop my number five, which is Jay Lethal, the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really wonder how that guy never made it to the WWE somehow, or even an NXT run. True. He'd be great in the New Day. <laughs> No, if they brought if they brought him in, they would make him do that. They would make him do that black machismo thing all over again. You know they would. Yeah, you're actually you're a hundred percent right. You know they would have a woo off on Raw. Now, hopefully, he would join MVP and Lashley in the hurt business, but that's almost giving him too much credit. I think. Yeah, I think so. He would just take <sighs> King Roll from the Down Clan. <laughs> Uh, uh, now that I'm sad. Pat, number five. Number five for me is uh, one of my favorites. It is the villain, Marty Skrull. Mm. Uh, Marty is total package. Great, great wrestler. Great on the mic. Gimmick is amazing. Um, just uh, think he is just like I said with a lot of the other guys. Like he transcends wherever he is, like, he's going to be a star. That's just what he is. Um, and he is somebody, like, when we talked about it, when we were wondering, like, where's the elite going to go, I think all of us were kind of like, well, you know, Marty is the one, the hangman too, but, like, Marty is the one that if he goes to WWE is going to be the guy that will definitely make it because he's sure. got the WWE make. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just love Marty. I think he's great. So he's five for me. All right. Dwight, number five. Well, my number five woman is Mayu Iwatani. We'll just leave it at that. She's the best women's wrestler in the world right now. Um, But did you know that there was a member of the Wild Samoan family who had a great wrestling career? 
um, yet never ever was in WWE. Do you happen to know who I'm possibly speaking of? Who would that be, Dwight? That would be Gary Albright, who married into the uh, Samoan family. But regardless, um, he wasn't invited to WWE. <laughs> and I mean, could have been, but uh, he had a great career in Japan. Uh, even some in the doing shoot fighting and things. Uh, you know, a legit tough guy. Huge star in Japan and all Japan, especially. Um, unfortunately, he died um, tragically in in ring, um, and and so didn't didn't get that chance. But it, it it popped up in my mind that certainly you know that's the the Samoans have been a factory to provide wrestlers for WWE, and so to have one that didn't make it there was kind of quirk. So Gary Albright is my number five. Go on, Ryan, number five. Uh, already been said, not going to burn too much time on it. It's, yeah, my number five is Dem Boys. Mm. Um, damn, with the Briscoes. Um, they could be tag team guys. So very much like my number six, um, my number five is a, is a tag team solely, but they could also be single stars. Mm. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and kind of steal off of that one with my number four, uh, which is the Lucha Bros. Similar to well, Ryan said, this is my way of making sure I got them both on the list and only taking up one spot. Um, both fantastic as individuals, both fantastic as a tag team. Absolutely love them. Patty, go ahead and give me your number four. All right, so number four, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix WWE. Um, oh, gosh. No, so, so hear me out on this. This is, we, we always complain about what at WrestleMania as far as... Uh, eight like, hour, well, eight hours what, long. what matches are usually the biggest complaints, though? The, old guys the ten woman out. tag team matches, the celebrity mm-hmm. matches, the celebrity matches. Okay, celebrity matches. So here's your new system. Instead mm-hmm. of a celebrity coming in here to wrestle somebody that's not in a, a major program, bring in a one off. For a wrestler that you would always want to see in the WWE at a WrestleMania against an opponent that makes sense. And I'm going to book this WrestleMania 37 for you. All right, here we go, Booker Man. And in front of 80,000 people, Shinsuke Nakamura has got an open challenge out. And just like that, call back to best themes of all time. Kaze Nara hits, and you get Minoru Suzuki for the open challenge. Okay, I'm okay. I just bought it. That better happen. Eighty thousand people in. Mm. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. And about sixty thousand of them won't even know what's going on. And our tech guy just died a little. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Ryan, did I ask you for your number four? No, but it has been said already. Number four, the franchise. It is Jay Lethal. Um, yeah, he uh, he has proven that he can do everything. Um, mm-hmm. If you need him to be in a silly, if you need him being like a you know, silly thing, he he can do it. Serious, he can do it. Tag team, uh, singles, X, X division guy, world champion. The guy has done it all. 
He really has. Um, but I think he's right where he needs to be. Okay. All right. And we are now in our top threes. Have I gotten everyone's four? Yep. Nope. You didn't get my four. I didn't? My bad. Go ahead. Give me number four. That's all right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about it for very long because um, it's also Jay Lethal. Um, so I want to tell you my number four uh, women's wrestler who should be on here is Madison Eagles. Uh, Madison Eagles won uh, PWI's uh, uh, women's, I think it was the women's 50 then, or it's the women's 100 now. She's been in number three one year. She finished number one was the first time ever a wrestler who was neither in TNA or WWE was number one on that list. So she obviously deserves, uh, deserves a little more for this. The Australian superstar Madison Eagles. Is she uh, married to Rob Eagles? Uh, family member. I think they're. I think it's a brother sister thing, but I'll have to look that up to be sure. The 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 Eagles are a wrestling family in Australia. Okay. California. Uh, well, well, Dwight, since I didn't even ask you about your number four, can you go ahead and tell me your number three then? Well, it's. Oh, I, well, I can't put. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that one blank for my women's uh, because I needed two for this. Uh, this space anyway for uh, the Briscoes because they belong here near the top of the. We've all, we we're, we don't need to say any more about them. It's obvious that uh, that those guys really are at the top of professional wrestling tag teams in the last ten years, fifteen years, and um, that it would be a huge deal for them to be in, in WWE or AEW. I'd love to see it. All right, Pat, number three. Uh, mine is uh, Great Muda, just Hall of Famer, probably probably the biggest star of all time internationally to not wrestle a match in WWE. I mean, obviously we saw him in WCW, uh, but uh, yeah, probably probably biggest star that never wrestled a WWE match in my opinion, like worldwide. Ryan, number three. Um, been said already a couple times. Uh, won't burn too much time on it again. Um, second um, all-time in five-star matches from Le Dave Meltzer, and that is Kento Kobashi. Fantastic. For sure. Uh, all right, I'm ready for the heat. Mm-hmm. My number three, Kazuchika Okada. Oh, gosh. He's got three. Well, he's not even on my list because I had stricter rules, but um, yeah. Same and, and But I think Okada could actually end up in WWE. I don't think that's, that, that's far-fetched at all. I hope that never happens. I do, too. Uh, <laughs> I hope it never happens. So, so everyone's got three down. Penta. Everyone's at number three? Everyone's at number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll start number two because mine is Okada as well. <laughs> oh, okay. um, there we go. Just great matches. Uh, only reason he's not at one is, uh, you know, he kind of bombed in TNA. That's not all his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's maybe shown that maybe he wouldn't make it over here in the U.S. necessarily. Uh, you know, there's some data to suggest that. So that's why he's number two. Okay. Uh, Dwight, number two. Well, my number two women is uh, Manami Toyota. 
uh, one of the greatest of all time. And, and um, without a doubt, if you want to see some five-star matches, she's got a couple of five-star matches for Dave Meltzer too. But my number two, and this, this guy was probably one of my favorites when he was, when he was wrestling in, uh, in WCW. Um, was trained by a WWE Hall of Famer who ironically also never wrestled uh, a match in WWE. He was trained by Abdullah the Butcher, and that would be Vampiro. Um, I think Vampiro was he was injured when when w, uh, WCW was bought, um, and they declined to pick up his contract, and he just went back to Mexico to be the star that he was and there still he has remains. Been. Yep. So. Um, yeah, Vampiro is my number two. He also lost in the Human Torch match against Sting, so he he was burned up. So, yeah, it was tough. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Although you just think about if you imagine Vampiro um, with you know Edge and Christian in that Gangrel sort of. Oh. With I mean, because he, he was so much better at that role than than Gangrel was. Um, because he was just spooky guy. He was so charismatic. Love Vampiro. Well, I'm really going to let Ryan's burned up statement live. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, what's your number two? <laughs> uh, already been said, the great Muda. Um, he is a legend um, wherever you go around the world. Um, he is one of the best wrestlers of all time, without a doubt. Um, it was also fun to see him in the Great Carnival uh, with said Vampiro. So, um, funny, yeah. funny stuff there. Funny stuff. Um, my number two would typically be my number one in any list because uh, he's just the best. He's the best bout machine. It's Kenny Omega. Mm. And it's that, does that does he really qualify? He does. I mean, didn't he have a contract? OVW. Okay. Actually, sorry, Deep South. And then asked to go to OVW. Because, you know, right. they, we okay. have real bad trainers. So, uh, All right. don't want to take okay. it off from there with their number one. I will, okay. because my number one is Kenny Omega. Um, oh, my God. It's he because he's, he's the best wrestler in the world. And I'm pretty excited about the heel turn of him coming up at AEW because I feel like a lot of people don't realize like how damn good he is and they will after getting cleaner Kenny, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking to you, Jeff. <laughs> He's not on here to defend himself, so I gotta get in while I can. Um Ryan, your number one. Um I'm glad somebody's going after me. Um, because it's very somber. Um, he has the most five-star matches in all of professional wrestling. Um, he is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Fight me if you will. Uh, number one, Mitsuharu Misawa. Um, regardless of what role you he, um, he played in his later years, um, you, you still see you still see you know the style that he fought in 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 today's wrestling Mm -hmm. um you saw it in the mid to late 90s you saw it in the 2000s and 2010s and now he is sorry jeff i have to do this the best there is the best there was and the best there will be 
Yeah, you know, and I, I thought about Masawa, but but I didn't, and I didn't have time to look it up, whether or not he wrestled at any time for WWF as t- when he was Tiger Mask too. I don't know. If, I didn't if, see it, so I rolled I know with he, it. <laughs> he definitely he de- he definitely wrestled in the first the '87 uh, Crockett Cup with uh, mm. Giant Baba, but I I didn't know if they ever did that when he was Tiger Mask too. So I don't know. But anyway, that's a. I mean, Masawa Masawa is like, you know, he's professional wrestling Mount Rushmore for as far as I'm concerned. I'm gonna go ahead and give my number one because, like I said earlier, if you know any single superstar, it would have been Kenny Omega. But there's only one entity that I think that has had more success over a longer period of time. And it is Dim Boys, the Briscoes, number one. Jeff would be so proud of you. He would be. He would be. I don't know. I had Okada at three. I think you might be upset with that one. <laughs> yeah, but I think he'd be more stunned with Dim Boys at one and Kenny at two. I think, it, though, legitimately, oh, uh, the Briscoes over long-term success, mm-hmm. they've been there since just about the beginning of Ring of Honor, um, have always constantly been an entity there. Jay Briscoe's world title run continues to be one of my favorites that they've had in the company, and that's around the time that I really, mm-hmm. really, like, locking in, keeping track week by week. Um, they're just on another level. Um, now, I think individually, I don't know if Jay Briscoe would have made this list. I definitely <laughs> know Mark Briscoe wouldn't have, but the tag team of the Briscoes, uh, definitely. And they are exactly, they could never be in WWE because when they tried out, they were told that they don't fit the WWE aesthetic. (laughs) Mm. Right. Well, they fit the AEW aesthetic. So let's let's make that happen, guys. I'm I'm okay with them staying in Ring of Honor forever. I I don't even like, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, Dwight, give us the number one. Number one's a tie for me. Oh. Uh, but well, it's it's because of one's a woman and one's a man, and oh, so okay. no, the the number and and I and I think the number one woman is actually the number one wrestler that 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 never got to be in WWE. So number one for me on the men is Muda. I agree, everybody. Great Muda, great Muda is he, he was a star in the United States. He had great matches with Ric Flair and Sting. And in WCW, he was a star here, for sure. So uh, the fact that that never happened, you know, circumstances or whatever. But I think if he walked onto a WWE show today, it would be huge. Even though he's, you know, mostly retired. Um, and but um, Akira Hakuto was the best women's wrestler for many, many years. Um, actually, there was some talk about her actually coming to wwe uh, to ww whatever it was then um the thing is i think the jumping bomb angels fiasco soured vince mcmahon to a lot of uh, japanese women wrestlers for years um he and in, he invested into them and of course they ended up taking the women's wwf women's tag titles to japan and refusing to lose them and then keeping the belts and then they just killed it um so we but because of that, the whole jumping bomb angels thing, I think WWE missed out on an entire generation, probably two or three generations of really amazing Japanese wrestlers. And uh, Akira Hakuto is right here at the top of that. Fantastic. And if you want to do, if you want to do your homework, go watch uh, her match against uh, 
Uh, Manami Toyota. That's another five star match worth watching. Fantastic. From, from 1995. All right, everyone. Well, those, that is the PWO top 10. I'm sad we missed Jeff because I know he put a lot of research into this. So maybe we can get him to post a, an individual video. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Um, but that is all we have here for PWO tonight. Uh, tomorrow, stay tuned. Go ahead and smash that bell and like button mm -hmm. for uh, subscribing uh, on the YouTube channel so you're ready for referee's discretion tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I had an allergic reaction to something, and I need to make sure I look good for the camera. Uh, okay. I know I'm not the star of the show because I am the referee, but, mm -hmm. you know, I am... I am as close to Anna J as as humanly possible. So um, <laughs> apologies, apologies to all that have waited a couple of extra days. But guys, it's going to be worth it. ECW Heatwave 1998, uh, incredible Boy. show. Um, so stay tuned tomorrow night. Yeah, awesome. for sure. And I, I still think I still think you um, uh, owe me an apology that I watched that whole Heroes of Wrestling show just because you. <laughs> Oh was gosh. the was 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 the tag team match the worst match you've ever watched in your life? That's that's well, and you know, I, I put it on your comments that Br Brian Alvarez said that it is negative more than the number of stars in the universe, and that's probably <laughs> like, like, so. That, I agreed. I would say though, the um, it was sad that well, not sad, but the match to that the Tully Blanchard um Stan Lane match. <laughs> Look, I thought, okay, this one has the, has the, yeah, maybe they can do it. And they just, they just couldn't. Those guys, it was just like, no, no, no. This is, this isn't 10 years ago. Yeah. And, I really bought into the story and it was passable for the show, but yeah. at the end of the day, their bodies couldn't do it. And just the fact that they were talking about this, the, the, the announcers were talking about it as if it was something that was going to continue. <laughs> It's like, no, 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 no. We're building storylines for this brand we're launching. It's like, oh, no, yeah. you're not. <laughs> Seriously. Well, everybody, thank you, uh, as always, for joining us here on Monday. And if you're on YouTube, thank you for joining us over there as well. I know we're building up on that side. So uh, anything else anybody has before we say our adieus? Not We're getting Orton right. and Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam and Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax on Raw. Oh, gosh. Orton title reign coming. Uh, we, please hurt Nia Jax. Please hurt Nia Jax. Can we break her arm for real? No, it's going to be the other way around. I know it is. I know it um, is. Geez. So, as always, uh, typically I'd say put a 10, work our way back. Don't put Nia Jax on your list. And we'll see you on Thursday. Hey. Have a good night, everybody.